G'day folks, welcome to episode 64 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So this week, Joe and I thought we would have a bit of a longer chat about some of the uh, expanded role of the Ubuntu security team in more recent times. And in particular, we're going to go into a bit of detail there of some open positions that we've got that are in uh, yeah, some more of the wider areas that we are now focusing on. So that's something a bit special for you all. But in the meantime, uh, let's have a quick look at the usual uh, week's roundup of security updates that the team have been doing. So first up, we had a live patch that was released. This was a bunch of fixes that were included in the kernel updates that have gone out uh, in the past few weeks, kind of all rolled up into a live patch. So if you are running uh, the standard Bionic or Xenial kernels, so if you're running uh, Ubuntu 16.04 long-term support or 18.04 long-term support, and you are not running the hardware enablement kernels, this will uh, apply to you. So you will get fixes for a couple of the recent uh, Intel i915 uh, graphics driver issues. So there was a use after free that we talked about back in episode 60. Plus uh, there was an information leak that was talked about also back in episode 60 and 63. Uh, We also had a fix for a uh, distributed congestion control protocol or DCCP memory leak uh, that I talked about back in episode 63 as well. Uh, There was a crypto subsystem memory leak too and finally there was an issue where if you were running uh, a Wi-Fi access point uh, and this could then be used as a denial of service against various clients so that was fixed as well so yeah if you are running live patch on uh, Bionic or Xenal you have now got that without even having to reboot we also had an update for PHP, so I talked about this back uh, last week in episode 63. Uh, we released an update for three different vulnerabilities, and unfortunately one of these, the upstream fix, uh, introduced a new memory leak. So this fix had to be backed out, and we will roll that one again uh, into a later update for PHP. Uh, that affected just Xenial though, so if you are running uh, Bionic or uh, early releases, you're, uh, you're fine against that. We had an update for PPP, uh, point-to-point uh, daemon. So uh, this was one CVE that was for Xenial, Bionic, and Eowyn. Uh, in this case, uh, they had included a check for a possible buffer overflow for uh, the R hostname value, but the check was incorrect. It was doing it the wrong way around, so it could still be overflowed by a reasonable amount. So yeah, this was a simple fix just to make the check uh, around the right way. We had an update for Squid, four different CVEs that were for Xenial, Bionic, and Eowyn. Uh, there was a buffer overflow in the parsing of NTLM credentials. Uh, this was out of process though, so it would just result in a denial of service if you could trigger this. Uh, there was a buffer overflow as well uh, if you were acting, if you had Squid acting as a reverse proxy uh, that had been fixed. There was uh, some incorrect input validation which led to uh, possible access to server resources that should have been prohibited due to earlier controls, but which were not. And finally, there was a heat buffer overflow uh, when acting as an FTP client uh, that could then result in information disclosure if you were connecting to a malicious FTP server. So they've all been fixed for Squid. We had an update for uh, libpam radius auth. This is the, uh, I guess, PAM module for uh, integrating with a radius server. Uh, so you can do you know logins via uh, radius authentication. In this case, there was a stack overflow in password field handling, which could result in a crash and likely denial of service that were fixed, and that was for Xenial, Bionic, and Ewan. We also had an update for Mod Auth Melon. Uh, this is the Apache module uh, for doing uh, SAML 2.0 authentication. Uh, it should be noted this has actually kind of been abandoned by its original maintainers, but Red Hat have now picked up that one. So uh, thanks to the Red Hat folks for that. In this case. There was an issue with an open redirect, so uh, they 
when you would go to log in, it would then say provide the uh, address to return to, you know, so you were looking at some, you know, sub page or just some sub API and uh, it would then return you back to that, uh, but it didn't properly validate that uh, parameter. And so you could use that as an open redirect to redirect uh, you know, a client to somewhere else and could therefore possibly launch a phishing attack or that kind of thing. So that was fixed. And finally, we had an update for Rsync. So four different CVEs that were fixed for Xenial and Bionic. Now, all of these were due to a embedded copy of Zlib that is within Rsync in uh, Xenial and Bionic. I actually mentioned all of these CVEs a few episodes back, back in episode 60 in the context of Zlib. Uh, in that case, uh, we fixed them as a result of a security audit that uh, Trail of Bits did a few years ago. And we've now rolled in those same fixes to this embedded copy of Zlib in Rsync as well. And that's it for this week in security updates. So up next, uh, Joe and I had a chat about some of the like, wider scope that the Ubuntu security team has been taking on in recent times. And in particular, in relation to some new open positions that we've got as the team has been growing. Hey Joe, how's things this week? Things are awesome, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, yeah. Quite looking forward, actually, to next week when we'll have the whole team together in Frankfurt. Yeah, that's a really great thing we do. We probably mentioned on this before, but, you know, we're a remote team, 100% remote. Nobody's in an office. But we do meet up um, as an engineering team. We meet up twice a year um, in person to sort of make sure we're all, I say, building those relationships. You get a lot more done when you're face-to-face for a week. Um, And then as... Um, management types uh, we meet up four other times a year so really it's every other month uh, I go and see people from Canonical face to face which is pretty cool but next week we're going to talk about a ton of things and make all sorts of progress I think one of the most exciting things we're going to talk about is hardening our tool chain for 2010 so that's always cool stuff that we get to do and all sorts of topics like that Alex I think you're going to talk about um, remote work uh, hacks too aren't you yeah, so yes, you're right. We talk about both technical things, but also kind of more meta stuff like, yeah, I don't know, work, want a better term, work hacks or life work hacks and yeah. how to uh, make sure you're, you know, working efficiently and even simple things like tracking your time and making sure that you're not, you know, working crazy hours and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we try to, I guess, cover all of that. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone face to face. It's a great week. It can be a bit exhausting, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, I think it's, it's I, I, I asked you about the, or I mentioned the work-life thing, basically as a, as a, loaded, as a loaded comment. Um, you know, we, for anybody else who listens to this who's remote, you know, you have to set up your boundaries, right? You want to make sure that just, I mean, we're, we're all doing this stuff because we love computers. And you can easily end up working 20 hours a day. But that's not what I want, right? I wouldn't. I hope you wouldn't want that either. So some of the things we're going to talk about are just making sure you're putting in your regular workday and not not feeling like you're tied to the computer. But um, I think that's one of the things. At least we as a team are really good at. We don't have folks who are always on. Um, we might have some folks who are on more than eight hours a day, but that's because they're going out and playing tennis. Or like today, I went for a run in Rocky Mountain National Park with my wife in the middle of the day, and so I'm on later with you, Alex. So this, you know, there's, we've got that flexibility as as remote people. So as long as you're getting your work done, it's really cool. Which has me go into, um, we have three openings on the team right now. And we were gonna kind of go over 
some of the changing things our security team has gone through in the in the last I'll say year or so, and some of the openings we have now. Yeah, our team has um, really grown, I guess, over the past couple of years, really. Uh, you know, from what used to really just be uh, Ubuntu security and doing you know security of kind of Debs in the archive, and in particular for the main section of the archive, uh, we are now looking at things like the Snap Store. And uh, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, I guess, is that we are looking at robotics and we have also got um, the certifications uh, remit within our team as well. And there's now ESM. So there's, yeah, the team is really growing. Uh, we have a lot more diverse. Uh, it's, I guess, been really good for us. And yes, we are still growing. We've got these open positions. Yeah, I think about a year ago, um, our team was really focused solely on the core of Ubuntu and making sure that was always secure and we were always patching. And, you know, it really helped if you look at some of the stuff we've done with KSPP, um, how quick we are to um, from time of vulnerability announcement to patch. It's super low. We've gotten some awards. I think the what the um, UK was it Ministry of Defense, I think, marked us as the most secure operating system um, about uh, a year or two ago. Um, but we're doing a few more things now. Um, you know, we do. We just actually last week we went through um, what we call, you know, a, a cyber tabletop exercise. So we we ran through some scenarios of what if this happened, um, and we used the full. If you're if you're familiar with like um, a red team blue team exercise, it's kind of like that where we make sure that our communication paths are defined, that we um, have documentation on what if this happens, we do this, um, and we did that for a couple different scenarios. And then, you know, we've been for the last uh, a year or so, we've been doing more things like threat modeling all of our, I'll say, canonical written applications. So we're going through and we're saying, you know, how can we find, uh, we actually use the stride methodology, which I cannot remember what that acronym stands for, but uh, we'll link it. <laughs> but now, we use that to um, help do threat modeling to make sure our software is always better. Um, and so we're expanding. So one of the areas um, that we've really been expanding on because because you, our valued listener and customer, is asking for it, our certifications. So we do, and that's not, um, that, that certification is things like security certification. So um, common criteria, CCEAL2, um, uh, FIPS 140-2, um, and then the CIS benchmarks. So we've got, um, we're doing all of those for our LTSs. Um, and some of them are, it's not just going through and making sure you could hit, you could be CIS or you could be common criteria. We are building audit tools so you can check how you match against that criteria. We're also building mitigation tools um, for something like FIPS. I mean, that is some hardcore crypto work we're doing uh, because you've got to take things in and out of the kernel, things in and out of OpenSSL and OpenSSH and uh, your VPN like StrongSwan. Um, and then the DISA STIG. Um, that's actually our DISA stick is sitting for 1804 is sitting with um, uh, uh, DISA right now waiting for uh, final approval. So we've gotten feedback. So we publish all that stuff. We publish it with Oval. Um, you can download it, et cetera. Um, but we are hiring for another person for that team um, because it's just, you know, we're doing so much of it. We want to keep sure uh, keep up uh, current on it. Um, there's uh, essentially four people on that, that, that team right now, and you'd be the, the fifth. Um, go to uh, canonical.com slash careers and look for what's listed as the um, security engineer certifications. Um, we'd love to have you apply. You should have uh, some coding skills. Um, 
and some, you don't have to be necessarily a kernel coder, but just someone who can dig into something like OpenSSL and make the necessary changes. Or if you've already worked with NIST or DISA or any like CIS with the benchmarks, that'd be super helpful. Um, or if you haven't and you just want to learn more about that, you know, apply. Um, uh, the manager of that team is Vanitha. She's been the manager for, I think, six or so months now, but she's been with Canonical for four years. Um, amazing engineer and, and great and, and great manager. So it'd be awesome to join that team. Um, another area that we've uh, sort of grown into is robotics. Um, and so, Alex, who isn't interested in robotics, right? I know I'm interested in robotics, Joe. Yeah, if you uh, if you go to Google and you uh, do like, um, a, if you just look for Ubuntu robot, you'll see Kyle Fazari on our robotics team has a great like 10 part video series on building your first robot. And that's for an advanced robot. He also has one using the Cam, uh, I think it's Cam Jam kit. Um, and that is a sub $30 robot. And that's building that with Ubuntu and Roz. So Alex, are you familiar with Roz? Yeah, I'm, I have a passing familiarity with Roz as we have grown into this space. I've certainly had to get more familiar with it uh, yeah. in the past uh, year or so. Actually, as a, just as a side note, I have to say Kyle's videos are fantastically well produced. They are excellent. Uh, it really um, makes me think that we should do a better job of doing better production on this podcast, but that's an aside. Anyway. The cinematography um, <laughs> is over the top. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are fantastic. He has done an, an excellent job. And they are you know, obviously not just great um, visual quality, but they are excellent technical quality as well. Uh, Kyle is a fantastic engineer, and that team uh, has been doing some really great work, uh, really, um, I guess, embedding Ubuntu mm -hmm. uh, into the ROS community and helping to drive um, the security side of things in ROS. And, yeah, I think we're, you know, we're really ramping that up, and hence this new position that we've got there as well. Yeah, um, that is listed as uh, robotic security on the careers page. Um, so that team right now is, is sort of doing two two missions. So for Roz, the robotics operating system, which is um, sort of released from the um, open robotics, um, it's it's basically uh, a packaging system on top of Ubuntu for, um, I'll say, a messaging framework, um, which yeah, I always... Middleware. I, yeah, mm. I always, in my mind, I equate it to a, a specialized MQTT. I'm really mm -hmm. dumbing it down by saying that, but that's sort of a lot of what Roz is. So you have you could have your sensor report back. So it's a bunch of nodes, and you can have your sensors report to your um, to your uh, AI or your pattern recognition, etc. So all that stuff. Um, and we are we are the um, we're the chairs of the Roz Two Security Working Group. I guess technically I'm the chair, but we um, we're on that uh, working group, and we're also on the um, the steering committee of Roz Two. Um, and this is just to make sure that it is secure, that it's fully supported um, for the whole time that, you know, you run it. You know, your robots can, there's sort of two robot scenarios, which are sort of cheap disposable robots. And then your multi-million dollar robots that are going to live on a um, factory floor or warehouse floor for, you know, a decade. And so, you know, Ubuntu with LTS and, and ESM can, you know, can have full support for 10 years. So we're doing things to make sure that they're designed well, they're secured. Um, we've got a great team. Uh, we've got Kyle, who was um, uh, who's been at Canonical for a while, who's uh, a robotics expert. Um, we've got uh, Ted uh, Kern, who uh, has also been in the robotics space for a while, um, and then Jeremy Duray, who is um, 
been in, involved with Roz for quite some time. Um, and then we've got Sid Faber, who's been involved with robotics. I think he's done a bunch of presentations recently. Um, and uh, he's also a security expert. Um, we were together at CERT working on security um, for various groups. So yeah, um, it's a great team. You should absolutely join it if you have an interest in robotics and security. If you're a security person who's got you know Raspberry Pis and Arduinos, if you made an LED blink via Python, um, apply for this. If you're a roboticist who has an interest in security, you should apply for this. Um, we want you. The team is fantastic and we're doing really cool stuff. Um, and our last opening right now is for a security engineer. Um, not sort of a catch-all title, but what we want is somebody who's familiar with packaging and um, so making DEBs, um, possibly making snaps. You've got some coding familiarity with things like um, C or Python, um, and you're willing to you know backport fixes. So if you've you know you've created DEBs, RPMs, etc., this can be a role that um, it'd be great for you. But you're also once you're in that role, you're going to learn all sorts of really cool things that our team is doing. You know, we're doing MIRs. So before, that's a main inclusion review. So before something gets accepted into Ubuntu, we do um, static analysis of it. Um, you're also going to be working with um, MITRE on CVEs and the larger community as well as all of Canonical and making sure that we as a company are secure and all of our code is secure. So look for um, the title Ubuntu Security Engineer on the careers page. Um, and that team has some of our finest engineers um, who have been here for quite some time. I'm not going to list them all because there's too many. Um, but yeah, you should definitely apply for that. Um, if you have any questions, you can ask us on Twitter or you can reach out to me, um, Joe Ubuntu on Twitter. I can uh, help out there. You do have to apply through our greenhouse, um, which is a tool we use. It's very simple. I don't know. I've used um, in the past, if you've applied for jobs that make you upload your resume and then fill out every single detail about your experience, which is all in your resume. That's totally frustrating. That's not what we have. You upload a resume, maybe upload a title, um, uh, 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 maybe, you know, a statement of purpose, something like that, then move on. Cover letter. Yeah. Your cover letter. That's, that's how this language works. Cover letter. <laughs> yep. uh, then you could um, apply. We would love to have you um, on our team and love to talk to you. Uh, so apply. If, if you don't think you have the right background for this, I don't care. Apply. You'll never, I mean, we've got some of our greatest people on this team have very diverse backgrounds. Yeah, and that diversity really is what um, makes our team. We have a very diverse team, uh, obviously not just in um, skills, but even just across from all over the world. So mm -hmm. all three of these positions are available to anyone yep, uh, anywhere across remote. the world to apply for. Mm -hmm. uh, we're yeah, entirely, well, entirely remote engineering workforce pretty much uh, at Canonical. And uh, like Joe said, um, we certainly value uh, people who are motivated and keen and intelligent and wanting to learn and driven uh, more so than if you have, you know, five years of experience with one particular technology that, you know, might be related to the job. Because at the end of the day, if you have all those qualities that I was talking about, you can easily pick up whatever you need and you'll then be able to be adaptable to, you know, future roles as well. So passion goes a long way. Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, as just a quick aside, uh, if you were to apply for these positions, take the time to write uh, your cover letter, do a good job. That's where you get the chance to really state, you know, talk about yourself and kind of more in that wider context of, yes, you know, I'm really passionate about this or I want to learn more about that. And I think I'd be a good fit, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, take the time and we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I think that's 
you know, that kind of covers, well, that covers our open roles. But, you know, as we said, our team is always growing, all getting, always getting more responsibilities. If it's in the security realm, we are doing it. And um, I'm always amazed, Alex, by the, by the skills and knowledge possessed on the Ubuntu security team that's also coupled with the lack of attitude. Everybody here is happy to be doing what they're doing. So they're super happy to talk to you about it and make sure you're doing things, um, getting all the support you need to do the things you want to do. So um, I've worked on a lot of teams and this is by far my favorite I've ever worked on. Yeah, I uh, have to say, I really look forward to, uh, I'm really looking forward to this next week where we are all in the same room together. That's Mm -hmm. how great our team is. yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic and we would love to have more people join. So yeah, please check out the, uh, I'm going to put links in the show notes to all of these jobs as well. So uh, you should be able to get quick access to them there. Check them out and apply. Okay. Last but not least, Alex, before we end today's call, um, what are you reading? Are you still on Reamd? I am, yeah. I think I just hit 50% according to my Kindle. Which so. is like 3,000 pages on that book. So that's that's pretty good. And like, I've been, I think I've actually been reasonably solid with it. But anyway, there you go. So um, yeah, I, I noticed you said you picked up, you did pick up Black Hat Go, which I, is, looks pretty cool, Joe. I did I'm jealous. Pick, um, I picked it yeah. up and I haven't opened it yet, but it's sitting right here next to my keyboard. Yeah. Um, because I don't know about how you learn, but I always learn by not just by reading a book on programming language, but then doing something useful with it. And so I really like Black Hat Python, so hopefully this will be really cool. But once I finish it, we'll, we'll give a little mini review in the, um, in, the, in, the, in the next podcast when I'm done. But awesome, everybody. Thank awesome. you so much for listening, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Awesome. Yeah, actually, let's hope we can do some recordings with the other folks in the team next week. You never know. We may be able to get them out. You think they're getting tired of us? Probably. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Bye, <that>. everybody. <laughs> See you, Joe. And thanks again for that, Joe. Can't wait to catch up with you in the real world next week. All right, uh, so that takes it to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you want to get in contact with the Ubuntu security team, you can reach us at security.ubuntu.com or you can come and chat to us in the Ubuntu Harden channel on irc.freenode.net. You can also find the security section on discourse.ubuntu.com. And if you want to get us on Twitter, we are at Ubuntu underscore sec. So thanks again, everyone, for listening for again for another week. Uh, As I mentioned a couple times in this week's episode, next week the whole team is going to be together in uh, Frankfurt sprinting. And so uh, we're probably likely to cover a few uh, less security updates for that week. So yeah, things may be a bit lighter on uh, in the podcast. But uh, yeah, we will cover whatever we can and hopefully get to bring you some awesome, I guess, content and maybe some interviews with some of the other team members that we do uh, during next week as well in some coming week's episodes. All right. So yeah, until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.